Welcome to Slaying the Sale, a podcast full of practical real-life sales lessons that you wish you learned in business school. Your host, Kyle, is a two-time best-selling author, creator of the Slaymaker Method, and in each episode, he and his guests will be answering the tough questions around sales, lead generation, and all things business to help you transform your sales mindset and move you closer to achieving your financial goals. Now, let the class begin. Here's your host, Kyle Slaymaker. All right, folks, welcome back to another episode of Slaying the Sale. I am your host, Kyle Slaymaker, which you know by now or who you know by now. Um, So we're going to do things a little different. We're going to be recording some solo episodes. Uh, I've got tons of guests lined up, some awesome speakers that you guys are going to love. But I wanted to to give some more um, non-interview content, right? So everybody that knows me knows that I've known for my sales background, my business background, me being a well-known business coach and stuff like that. It still seems crazy for me to say. Um, so I just wanted to go ahead and talk about some stuff. Um, and we're going to be recording a whole bunch of these at one time. So we're just going to just get, get to the, get off to the races here. Um, so let's talk about going into entrepreneurship, right? It, there's such a big focus on entrepreneurship and small business right now in in the world, especially the United States. Um, And that could be kind of scary, right? That can be kind of intimidating. You know, there's a lot of people that want to go from side hustle, making a few extra bucks to flat out running their own business uh, full time, having employees growing, scaling to unimaginable heights, right? And it's fun. It's the American dream to think about that. But we have to call it what it is. It's not going to happen without hard work. It's not going to sit here and just boom, you're an overnight success, right? For anybody that's followed me, you guys know that I did not come to, to where I am overnight, right? That first year I was in business, uh, it was nothing but pro bono work. Uh, there may have been like one or two paying clients in there towards the end of that year, but it was not easy. I I had to show that I had the credibility. I had to show people that I belonged. I had to show people that I've really had what it takes to actually help people grow and scale businesses, to come in and provide a new sales strategy for your company, to come in and train your team, train your leadership, train your your executives, your C-suite level employees in ways that they're going to not only be receptive to, but they're actually going to follow through with and implement. Okay, so that took a lot of trust. It took a lot of time to build that trust. Now, in sales, we all know people buy from who they like, who they know, and who they trust. And that's fun, right? Because everybody wants to think they're trustworthy. But what does it really mean to be trustworthy in business? Um, This is a pretty important question, right? And, you know, it may be subjective, maybe. Um, But being trustworthy it's not really a, a, a one, a one side answer, right? Uh, from a general sense, it's somebody that does what they say they're going to do when they're going to do it. Right. That is the, the general consensus, but in business to me, it's a lot more than that. Okay. It's somebody that is going to be there to help solve a problem. If a problem arises uh, in my field in, in business coaching and consulting, it's somebody that is going to go the extra mile, right? You've all had experiences with people before where, they handled the business and then you didn't really hear from me after that. Uh, that's not me. I don't like doing that. If you were a client of mine, if you were a client of mine and you reach out to me five years down the road after we are no longer working together, 
uh, I'm still going to talk to you like you're my client. I'm still going to talk to you like you're my friend because I genuinely want to hear how you're doing. I want to make sure that if there's anything I can do for you, I'm going to be able to do it. That's very important to me because that also goes into customer experience, customer satisfaction, ultimately building brand loyalty. Um, but it's not always easy to build trust, especially when you're first starting out. And I have this problem a lot with my you know, entrepreneur, solopreneur, side hustle clients. Not so much that I do on my bigger high-level you know, full-blown corporate clients. Um, but it's, it's tough to get that trust in a market that is quite frankly, pretty untrusting, uh, especially of new people. And I think, you know, we have COVID to thank for some of that. Um, and I'm not trying to date myself, but let's face it, we all live through it. We're still kind of going through it. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, you saw a rash and an influx of businesses start up from entrepreneurs. You know, people were spending more time at home. They realized, hey, I can, I can work from home. Why can't I work from home for myself? I want to spend more time with my kids, my wife, my husband, my family. Um, and because of that, a lot of people who really were not just afraid to take the leap, but were skeptical of all these people starting businesses, they weren't really easy to win over in the trust category. Um, now, it's a difficult thing to, to say, right? Especially as somebody who tries to be optimistic, and we all know I have my struggles too. Um, but, you know, getting that trust is, is so important, but it's also so difficult. So what are some things you can do to earn that trust? What are some things you can do to really hammer it in, right? To really just show them that you belong on the level that you want. Okay. So I'm going to detail what I did and then I'm going to detail what you can do. Now I built my brand. Okay. I knew that nobody out there could deliver the experience that I could. There is not another person on the planet. There is not another coaching company. There is not another consultant. There is nobody out there on the face of this earth that can deliver a customer experience like I can. Why? Because there's only one of me, right? One of my favorite coaches, a friend of mine who I'm very proud to say is my coach, has said, you know, the world only gets one of you. There was never a you before you were born, and there's never going to be another you after you die. The world only gets one you. So why don't you make the most of it? Because I understand that, and I understand that I am that unique, just simply because there really is never going to be another me. I made a commitment to always live by that. I, I made a commitment to make sure that I was going to do stuff that nobody else could. And that means providing an experience and value that only I can provide. So what does that look like? Right. Let's talk about that first year. I struggled my ass off. I took every job I could fucking take. I did tons and tons of free work, pro bono work, just to get my name out there and show people I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. And I'm going to do, I'm going to make a real go at this. Not only am I going to make a real go at this, but I'm going to be loud doing it. I'm going to be me while I do it. And most of all, I'm going to succeed doing it. That's what I'm going to do. That's what's going to happen. I'm committed to that. There was nothing to hold me back. I had the support of my wife. I had the support of my friends. And I went for it. I refused to fail, right? Now, doing that, again, I, I took a whole bunch of shit customers, right? Not, not shit customers, just shit jobs, right? I, I wasn't, I was just like shotgun spraying. 
right? I knew I could help everybody. I'm very business agnostic. When it comes to sales, I don't care what you sell. I can help you sell it better, bigger than you ever thought possible. That's what I do. That's who I am. Um, I can help your marketing. I can help your hiring process, everything. That's what I do. That's what I'm known for. Now, back then though, the problem is, is I was just doing everything I could to get as many people to hear about me as possible, to get as many reviews as possible, as many testimonials as possible. And, you know, what I, it was kind of unkind for me to say I took a whole bunch of shit customers and shit, shit jobs, but, you know, let, let me rephrase it, right? And, and that's a mistake that I'll own. I should not have said that the way it is, right? They weren't shit in the fact that they were bad people or bad companies. It was just, at that point, I didn't really know what I was doing. I didn't really know how to build my brand. I didn't really know how I was going to provide this excellent customer experience. All I know is that I could, right? All I knew is that I was going to give it my absolute all. And I did give it my absolute all. And if you look back at my early reviews, even all of my free ones, right? Yeah, they didn't pay, but they are so thankful. And the majority of them are still very good friends to this day where I could check in on any of them right now. And they'd hop on a phone call just to have a conversation with me. And that means the world to me. I love hearing that. I love knowing that. But what does it mean to really build your trust after you have that, right? So let's say you're starting to get your name out there. I don't care whether you're a doctor, whether you're an attorney. I don't care whether you are somebody that's bringing a whole new service or product to the market. I don't care, okay? People have to see that they can trust you. They have to see that, again, they're going to go, you're going to go above and beyond for them. They need to see that no matter what you are going to get thrown at you, you are going to take it and say, all right, let's figure out how to fix this. Because I don't win unless you win, especially in this coaching industry. I don't win unless you win. If you don't succeed and I didn't give you my all, I failed. I screwed up somewhere and that's, that kills me. That absolutely kills me. I hate, hate when I hear somebody that's even, even a follower of mine, not even a client, like, I just can't do it. I just can't do it. Yeah, we could get into mindset, all that other shit, but fuck it, we won't, right? Um, but, you know, build your credibility. Go out and look for, for press coverage. Go out and get on podcasts. Spread your message to the world. I don't care what it is. Tell every person you can about your product. I don't care if people don't even want to hear it. You talk anyway. You let them know because you know what? You believe in your product. So you need to get them to believe in your product. They might not even know your product exists. They may think you're just a cocky asshole that just wants to keep going and going and going and talking about how great they are. God knows I've been called that, but I don't care. I absolutely don't care because I flat out want to succeed. I know I'm going to succeed. So that first year while I was building my brand, while I was building trust, let's take a look at where I am now. Okay. And this is going to be a pretty ego stroking episode and, and rant, but I, I don't, I don't care. Um, but the truth is after that year, people started paying attention because they realized I wasn't going anywhere. They realized I wasn't like the other coaches out there. And you'll hear about my, my theory on coaching in another episode. Um, but my problems with the coaching industry. But at the end of the day, I wasn't backing down. Everybody would talk all this shit. People I never heard before just wanted to be haters, which is fine. I don't care. I started getting magazines. I wrote my book. This is the snowball effect, right? So I write my book. Uh, so you think you can sell. It's my first book. 
I'm not going to tell you to go buy it on Amazon. I don't care. If you want to buy it, please go buy it. And I, I pray that you get something out of it. I know that so far I haven't heard of anybody read it that said that they didn't get anything out of it. So I write the book. Okay. And this is just a matter of me trying something. I wrote the book and I put it out. Did I expect anything from it? No, I did not. I knew what I hoped it would do. I hope I was justifying to myself by saying, if, if just one person reads this book and it, it changes them, it changes their lives. They sell a little differently. They sell a little more. I will consider it a win just if one person does it. So I was sitting on my couch the next, the, the, the morning that it released. Uh, and my, uh, a buddy of mine texted me and he said, Hey, check out Amazon. Why would I check out Amazon? I don't want to buy anything. He says, no, dude, check out your book. And I checked it out and it said number one bestseller, new release. I couldn't believe it. Number one in multiple categories, number three in another, excuse me. And it was mind boggling to me. And I checked the analytics and all of a sudden people were buying my book in nine, 10 different countries. Crazy. Translated versions of my book were going out there. And it was like all the hard work that I have done that previous year leading up to everything that I did was paying off. It was like that validation that when you realize, holy shit, I did it. All this work, all the people that were saying no, all the people that were skeptical, I just kicked them in the nuts. That's what happened. That was that amazing feeling. But then something else happened. Other people started hearing about the book. The Central Pennsylvania Business Journal reached out and wanted to do an article on me. Then I got nominated to the 40 Under 40 because of that book, because of the work that I was doing, because of the trust that I was building, because of the chances I was taking. Okay, that's the, that's the one you want to underline. The chances I was taking is what got me there. And my knowledge, of course, my, my background, my charisma. Then I got a phone call one day, standing in the CVS, getting medicine for my wife. And some of you know this story. It's a West Virginia number. I didn't know anybody in West Virginia, but I answered it anyway. Sitting in CVS, what the hell else was I going to do? It was Gerhard Schwanner of Selling Power. He said, Kyle, I saw your stuff. I checked you out on YouTube. I read your book. I want to put you in the magazine. And I will, I will tell you right now on the record, on air, that um, I, I consider Gerhard Schwantner one of the most crucial parts to my success. Because, you know, he got the, the advice he gave me was invaluable for one. Uh, two, he didn't have to put me in the magazine. He didn't have to interview me himself. Never had to do that. But he did. He saw value in me. He saw potential. He saw somebody that was selfless and not selfish. Somebody that genuinely wanted to help people do better in sales and business. At the time, again, Here's this 31, 32, God, how old am I? Sorry, 32, 33-year-old kid uh, at the time. And he is somebody who started and founded and owns the industry-leading magazine when it comes to sales and sales training, selling power, a juggernaut. The leading authority in sales in any industry is selling power. And here's this guy who has built an empire and one of the best sales trainers in the world. And he saw something in this 32, 33-year-old kid 
that I had been trying to get people to see religiously as much as I could. And he said, I'm going to put you in the magazine. Now, if you would, it, it still boggles my mind today, even at the level that I'm at now, that I have Gerhard's phone number and he would text me immediately if I, if I messaged him. He is an awesome guy and I owe so much to Gerhard Schwanner of Selling Power. And honestly, for all of the sales trainers out there, you want to get seen, get in Selling Power. Reach out to Gerhard, reach out to them on LinkedIn, reach out to Selling Power. You want to get seen, you want to be taken seriously, get in Selling Power. Because I promise you that Gerhard and his team don't put somebody in that magazine unless they fully believe in them. That's where he, that, that was my swan song, I thought. I thought, oh my God, this is crazy. I'm in selling power, right? It's amazing. It's cool. All of a sudden, a lot more people started paying attention then. And Authority Magazine came knocking. So we want to we interview you, label you as a disruptor in your industry. And I was able to get, that was my end to Authority Magazine. I got a, a bunch of Authority Magazine interviews done. And I just kept building my brand. I just kept talking to anybody who would listen. Right. While still working with clients and, and taking care of nurturing central Pennsylvania, I kept pushing, I kept building, I kept going because I knew that the second I stopped building and going is the second that people would wonder where I'm at. And that would water my brand down. It would water my credibility down and it would water down the trust that people have in me. And that trust is something that I take very, very, very seriously, very seriously. Now, Again, here I am, 2022. I've got two best-selling books under my belt. I have a full-length book that I'm getting ready to drop. Hint, hint, that announcement's coming. I've got a business partner who's incredible. I'm partner in another company, and I own another company. And you look back, and I sit there, and I think, how did this happen? It happened because I tried. It happened because I was tired of being the one that wasn't writing my story. I was tired of being the one who other people, I was relying on other people to pay me, right? Meaning I was waiting on a paycheck from a boss. No more. I didn't want that anymore. And I said, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to give this a legitimate go. I'm going to absolutely get out there. I'm going to put the balls to the wall, the pedal to the metal, and I'm going to fucking go. And that's what I did. And now here I am. X amount of podcast episodes later, X amount. No shit. It blew my mind when a friend of mine Googled me and like the entire first page of Google was all stuff I've done from video content to sales trainings, to courses, to public speaking events, to interviews, everything was all me. And I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't. I, it's something I never even paid attention to because I was just so focused on doing the work. I was so focused on blocking out the outside shit and pushing forward that that's when shit happened. That, that's all the work. That's the years of hard work, right? So you, they say, you know, you know, you work all your life to become an overnight success, right? And that's true. That's absolutely true. So listen, for those out there that listen to this and are thinking, you know, oh my God, I want to start a business, but I, I'm worried. I'm worried. Don't be fucking worried. There is enough success to go around, okay? There is absolutely enough success to go around. You just have to get out there and take it. So I'm going to cut this episode here and we're going to keep moving on. I'm going to record a few more solo episodes for you to make sure we have tons and tons of content out there for you guys. And we are going to have an absolute blast. So on behalf of myself, on behalf of my business partner, Nell Tice, 
on behalf of everybody that follows me. Guys, from the bottom of my heart, thank you, because I promise you we are going to keep growing and keep growing, and we're going to do it together. So you guys have a kick-ass day, and I'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us this week on Slaying the Sale. If you're interested in knowing more about Kyle, make sure you head over to his website, theslaymakermethod.com, and pick up a copy of his best-selling books. Then head to Facebook to join his private group, Slaymaker Sales Mastery, to become the number one salesperson in your company. And until next time, remember to keep slaying the sale.